video game news and video game music. This is Progress Bar. Welcome to the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Anthony Shelton. Come join the chat. Your participation is appreciated. It is loved. It is valued. Give me your thoughts on anything gaming related that you've seen. Give me something to react to. Uh, you can hit me up on Skype. Progress Bar Radio. You can also hit me up on speakpipe.com slash Progress Bar. January 13th, 2016. Wednesday. Week is halfway over. Ready for this. Ready for Friday. I just love Friday because it always signals the weekend. Now I consider weekends as like vacation so i just i just love fridays now because i know what's coming next uh i've been digging my teeth into destiny the taken king last three days been playing after the show been playing at night i'm impressed with it i am impressed with what bungie is doing with destiny uh what they've started with the taken king you could tell the difference between old destiny and the Take a King immediately. I like to affectionately call Base Destiny Old Destiny. Because that's how obvious the differences are between the Take a King and Old Destiny. I mean, it's immediate. As soon as you land in the first Taking King level, you notice the difference. First of all, the world is atmospheric. It's got presence. It's got personality. It lives and breathes. Like Old Destiny, Earth, Moon, Mars, Venus. They're all set pieces. They're pretty stagnant. They, There's nothing to look at. I mean, they're beautiful. Don't get me wrong. They're designed beautifully. But they're not active. You land in the world and you run through it. And you shoot through it. In the Taken King, the set pieces that they have, you interact with it. Uh, The Dreadnought has puzzles of sorts, kind of environment puzzles. Nothing elaborate, but you could tell Bungie is taking steps to make things better, to make the world more interactive. I like it. It's not perfect. I mean, Dreadnought's still... Also a set piece at times. But it's better. I gotta give Bungie credit for that. As much as I hated Old Destiny. And dear lord I did. I was really about to stop playing. Until I realized I could start the Taken King already. So thankfully that happened. Uh, I'm also engaged with the story. Cutscenes keep keep me engaged. Uh, There are a few cutscenes in Old Destiny, but they're largely empty. They don't add much context. They don't give much premise. The characters didn't have personality. So, it didn't matter. The cutscenes in this one, much better. They keep the story fresh. They keep it moving. And the Vanguard actually has personality. Now, the Vanguard is the group of people who kind of give you missions... And set you on your journey. They're the ones standing around in the table. Uh, I think was it the Hall Hall of Guardians or something like that. 
and they actually have personality now. Now, two of them are more serious, but uh, Cade Six, he's the hunter. He adds a lot of personality and humor. Love it. Each character is cliche, but it's nice to know. Even uh, Eris Morin, I'm starting to not like her necessarily, but I grow attached to the characters now. I start to feel them a little bit more. It's nice. I'm glad. But specifically, Cade 6 is really interesting. Because they give a lot of screen time to Cade 6. They get a lot of talk time to Cade 6. And I think he's the humor Bungie's always wanted. If you've read the stories on Kotaku about Destiny and the things that have been going on uh, on behind the scenes and why Destiny turned out the way it was and why the Taken King is so different and the directions they go. You know that the original script was supposed to have a lot more humor in it. Not that Destiny wasn't going to be serious at all, but for whatever reason, what came out was not what Bungie intended. And we know that about Destiny as a whole, but the script was supposed to have more humor. And I'm playing the Take a King and Cade Six is you know spouting off these sarcastic remarks and one liners and things like that. And I'm realizing, oh, like this is actually kind of funny. This is kind of humorous. It's lighthearted. And I'm looking at the world differently now. Like I go to the tower and it just doesn't feel as serious anymore. I feel like there's some lightheartedness to it. Ghost is more lighthearted. It's not as serious. I feel like Activision is letting Bungie go a little bit. Which is great because Bungie is the one who created Halo. And Halo was a multi-million dollar game. And it sold millions. Probably multi-billion dollar game. You had TV shows come out of it. Books. Action figures. Where's that with Destiny. It's not there. You know why? Because Activision got in the way too much. They were trying to make money, which is fine. Activision's trying to make money. But if they let Bungie do what they wanted to do, I'm pretty sure Destiny could be merchandisable also. But that's not the case. Now, there's hope now if Activision wanted to go that direction. Because now Eris Morin has personality, Kate Six has personality. Uh, Ikora Ray has personality. I actually know the names of these characters now. Like, that's how much it matters. That, that, that's how much they've done to the characters. It's, it's nice. But you could tell, yeah, Bungie's starting to take some direction, uh, with what they want to do. Now, there's still remnants of old destiny in the Taken King. The missions are better. That's for sure. They break away from some of the old structures of old Destiny. But there's still some remnant. Uh, They still work in groups of threes in the missions. Like, I was in the Dreadnought, and you have to open this portal called a Rupture. And so you have to scan a statue. Okay, scanning. Whatever. Okay, that's a part of the game. 
So you scan the statue, and then the ghost says, oh, there's not enough information here. Let's scan two more statues. Really? Like, we got to do that? Can, can we not think of something a little more original? There was uh, another mission, which I will say, the mission structure is a little different in some areas. So usually, in Destiny, you land in a level, you go through it, you put out your ghost, you have to fight off some enemies while Ghost does his little stuff. You end the level, you get the mission complete screen, get 30 seconds to collect all your loot, and then you're back on the map. In the Take a King, some levels don't do that. Uh, there was one mission I did, beat the boss, mission complete screen actually came up, countdown started and then it stopped the screen disappeared and more enemies came and basically an escape scene started and i had to run out of there i was like whoa check you out look at you take a king and it was a very intense escape like it was not easy at all it was it was pretty controller gripping like i was tight on my controller it was cool but i came to a point where you know, the Taken had locked the doors, and so I had to find a key to unlock it. Okay, that's fine. You know, that makes it makes it a little more intense. I got enemies coming after me, I think, and I need to escape. All right. But then, after I unlocked that door, I had to unlock another door with two keys. And then after that, another door with three keys. And it's like, really, Bungie? Like, why do we have to go in that direction? Like, the escape scene was completely fine without having to do that. Why must you put us through something like that? What is the point? When I earned my new subclass, you have to go to Mars and enter an area with a lot of lightning. You have to channel lightning so that you can now use it for a new subclass. What you have to do, you have to, what they said, meditate in a funnel of lightning. All right, cool, whatever, that's no problem. So you get the little mission objective thing, and it's, I'm sitting in this funnel of lightning, and it's filling up its percentage from 0 to 100% while I'm fighting off the enemies. After I sit in that funnel of light and get 100%, I have to go to two more funnels of lightning in order to get my new subclass. Why? Bungie, why must you do this? I feel like just give me one funnel of lightning to sit in and let me survive the enemies until it's finished. And then I can use my new subclass. I don't know what was the point of adding two more funnels of lightning. It's that kind of stuff where I'm like, come on, Bungie, like you're better than this. Maybe it was a time constraint. I don't know. But with all the changes that they made with the Taken King, I'm pretty sure they could have come up with something a little more original than, oh, why don't you go get two more funnels of lightning or unlock th two more doors or scan two more statues. It's that kind of stuff. It's like, ah, come on, guys. So how do you feel about the Taken King? I want to know. Uh, do you feel like it's better or maybe it's about the same as Old Destiny? Call me, Skype. Progress Bar Radio, be a part of the show. I got a few more thoughts, but first, play a song. This is Datadyne's Central Extraction by Grant Kirkhope, Graham Norigate, and 
David Clinic. You're listening to Progress Bar. Radio. My name is Anthony Shelton, and you guess which song this soundtrack was from. It's iconic. Uh, that is Data Dine Central Extraction by Grant Kirkhope, Graham Norgate, and Dave, Dave Clinic. It's on the Perfect Dark original soundtrack, one of my favorite soundtracks. Music in that game is really good. All right, so one more thing about Destiny, The Taken King. And this is a problem with Destiny overall, not just the Taken King. Uh, if you've played Borderlands or Diablo or any loot game, you want to hold on to your gear. Or if you can level it up, you want to level it up. Until you find something that 
not forces you, but you willingly want to give up the weapon that you're using for that weapon. Destiny doesn't work that way. The problem is, is that Destiny has this thing called a light average. And what it does is it averages your uh, weapon gear and your armor, your basically your attack and your defense, and averages it into one number. And that number, the higher it is, the greater your attack and defense is doesn't sound like it makes sense and if it doesn't I'm right there with you I don't, I'm not sure what the point of it is because you also have a regular level like I'm level 34 I think 33 or 34 or maybe even 36 yeah I think I'm 36 but I also have this light average that really determines my attack and defense so I don't know what the point of me being level 36 is because if you go into missions, you can play it on its default difficulty, or you can play it on a harder difficulty. But all of them are impossible for me because my light average is only around like 170-something. But you need 240 to play the harder level. It doesn't count your guardian level, your level 32, 33, whatever. It only counts your light level. So I don't know what the point of the regular level is. Now the thing is, in order to increase your light average, you have to increase the attack or defense of your weapons. So I had a scout rifle, right? It's kind of a uh, DMR of sorts, a single shot rifle. And that was a attack ratio of like 168, something like that. Let's just say that. And then I found an auto rifle, which is an automatic rifle in the game. And that had a 178 attack. So I needed to switch those out if I want to increase my light level. The problem is I wanted to keep my scout rifle. I really, really liked that rifle. It had an ability on it that I really liked. Uh... Basically, it reduced the cooldown of my grenades every time I got a kill. But I need to increase my light level. So I could either keep that weapon and remain weaker or increase my light level like I should be doing and use the auto rifle. Because here's the problem. Destiny only lets you level up legendaries and exotics. So legendaries and exotics have their own unique level system. What's up, Steven? Welcome to the chat. Not only that, you can infuse legendaries and exotics with other weapons to make them stronger. So let's say I have a legendary auto rifle. I can take another auto rifle and infuse it into my legendary or exotic auto rifle and make it stronger. Obviously, it depends on that number, but that's the point. I can level it up individually and infuse it. Any other weapon, a blue, a green, a white, those aren't legendaries and exotics. You can't level them up. They have their own abilities that you can gain by using it, but you can't level them up. So I'm stuck to f force trashing my weapons that are weaker so that I could use weapons that are stronger 
That way, I can build up my light level. That sucks. Like, in Borderlands, I don't have to think about this weird average of everything. As I get stronger in my level, I get stronger. That's just how it is. As I... 34, 35, 36, 37, whatever. I get stronger. I don't have this arbitrary light level that really doesn't make any sense that determines my attack and defense as well. If I want a weapon that's weaker but that has better abilities in Borderlands, I could keep it. I could also have my stronger weapon if I wanted that. In fact, I could wield both and just use them both and use the all, all the same ammo and stuff. I don't have to determine between any of that. Not in Destiny. You got to make a choice. Increase your light level or stay weaker with the weapon you had before. Doesn't make any sense. If we're going to have a leveling system in Destiny for legendaries and exotics, level up all the weapons. Let me keep the weapon I want to use. Let me be able to level it up. And if I find something that I'm willing to give up the weapon that I'm using and have leveled up for that weapon, okay, let me do that. Let the beauty of the legendaries and exotics be in the infusion. Every weapon you can level up, but the nice thing about legendaries and exotics, you can infuse other weapons into them and make them stronger, right? That makes, that for me, that makes me feel like, ah, that weapon actually has some purpose. That's actually unique to the weapons. I don't, I feel like the legendaries and exotics are just exclusive. Once you get a legendary or an exotic, that's it. There's no reason to use anything else. That's not even the case in Borderlands. That's not even the case in a lot of other loot games. If you find a legendary, well, I'm just using legendary as a loose term, whatever the word is for Diablo or Borderlands. If you find a legendary, you might be able to find a less rare weapon stronger than a legendary, depending on how far you get in the game. Like, that's entirely possible. In Destiny, it seems like you get a legendary, the only thing that can replace a legendary is a legendary, which makes all the other loot obsolete and pointless, and it's not like you can trade those things to other people. So all you're doing is dismantling everything because you're keeping your legendary or exotic. It just doesn't make sense. It's nice to see the numbers go up, but that's not the way I want to see the numbers go up. So I hope in the future they fix that out of the Taken King. This song is Dawn Oblique by Zircon and Jeff Ball. It's on the Globulus original soundtrack, which is available on Overclocked Records. You're listening to Progress Bar.
Don Oblique by Zircon and Jeff Ball. You can find it on the Globulus original soundtrack, available at Overclocked Records, not to be confused with OC Remix, Overclocked Records. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, I just want to plug real quick that if you've listened to the show long enough, you know El Zorro is a regular in the chat, and he has a lot of thoughts on video games. And specifically one that he has thoughts on is his favorite game of all time, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows, which you've heard my thoughts on it, and I'm not really a fan of the game. But I decided to give the game another chance, I bought it, and I played it, and we played it together, and he always wanted to try to have a debate with me about Out of the Shadows and whether it's a good game or not and whether the combat system is something that's been fairly criticized in the media and such. So tomorrow I will uh, have him on and we will discuss the ins and out of that game. It's, it's, it'll be good. It'll be good, mostly because you know it, it'll give you insight into the ideas of what goes behind criticism, and you know, is that game fairly criticized? Is it better than I actually thought it was? I'll leave that in the air. That's my teaser for you. Is it better than I thought? Than I remember? We'll see. But we'll talk about that tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. Alright, this song is Bull in a China Shop, a Super Smash Bros. Melee remix by DJ JD. You can find it on the Apex 2015 This Is The Moment album. OCRemix.org. You're listening to Progress Bar. 
China Shop, the Super Smash Brothers Melee remix by DJ JD. You can find that on the Apex 2015. This is the moment. OCRemix.org. You can find it there. That will do it for today's show. <clears throat> um, remember tomorrow? I will have El Zorro on the line. You'll get to see him in all his personable glory. <laughs> Discuss. Try to talk me into how good or bad Out of the Shadows is. I've just never had somebody so adamant and so excited about a game that was so poorly received, so mediocre. I just, yeah. It's a fascinating story to me. I didn't know people like this actually existed, to be honest. I mean, like, if a game is mediocre, usually, like, okay, it's mediocre. But this is his favorite game of all time. Doesn't make any sense to me. Like, that's something... Gotta talk about that. That's a story to me. Like, why in the world would be a mediocre game be your favorite of all time? Like, Mario Kart 64. Like, if you really look at Mario Kart 64, like, that game is broken and busted in a lot of ways. It's one of my favorite games. But it's not my favorite of all time. Mario Kart DS is. Because that game is a lot more solid. There's a lot more to it. It's challenging, and it's got online. I mean, you think about Mario Kart 64, the rubber band, AI, all of that. Messed the game up. Had some great times. Steven in the chat will tell you. Great times with Mario Kart 64. That game is busted. (laughs) It's not my favorite of all time. It's Mario Kart DS. But still, yeah. So that's why I'm like, I, I, I don't know how this adds up. So we'll be talking about that tomorrow. I also uh, reviewed Assassin's Creed Chronicles India on Game Watcher. We'll be talking about that tomorrow as well. And of course, any news that comes up today and tomorrow morning, we'll be talking about that. If there's anything we're talking about. Uh, you follow on Spreaker live every weekday, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining the chat. Talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs>